What's up, my dudes? It's a vigorous Q&A again, and it's going to be the last one from Thailand. Next weekend, I'll be in China, and after that, the following, what, three or four weekends, I'm going to be in the United States. Let's see, 21st, 28th, 4th, and 11th. Yes. Um, so stay tuned for inconsistent vigorous Steve uh, Q&As because i'm not sure how the internet is going to be i posted some details down below in the description section so please give that a read um but from now on there might be some uh, insporadic vigorous q a's don't count it on it next weekend next weekend i'll probably be plastered right in china visiting my buddy um having some drinks here and there going out i'm not going to spend my free time with you guys answering drug questions um so the first the, or the next vigorous Q&A is probably somewhere when I'm in the United States. And then on Saturday, of course, I have uh, the Saturday after that, I'll be at uh, the Swiss Symposium in Columbus, Ohio. Um, so I don't think I'll do a live stream then. So maybe the next live stream will be Sunday, the 22nd of October, basically two weeks from now. Anyway, if, if I have time for an impromptu live stream here and there, I'll make the announcement on Instagram and of course, uh, on YouTube as well in the community section, but uh, you know it might be a little bit in, uh, sporadic going forward. Okay, uh, and also uh, I'm going to China next week, so if anybody knows a hardcore bodybuilding gym in Beijing, please let me know down below in the description section or in the comment section. I've been looking uh, far and wide for a hardcore bodybuilding gym in Beijing. Can't really seem to find it, so please inform me. All right, let's get started. Nick Woodhouse. Hey, Steve. Recently heard you talking about fasting for androgen receptor resensitizing. Now, that's, that's bullshit. <laughs> that's probably a joke. Uh, could you please expand on why you would do this? Cheers. So, androgen receptor sensitivity, um, you know, androgen receptor uh, half-life is about eight and a half hours. And using androgens, testosterone, potentially trembolone, mastrone, primobolone, etc., and DHEA and pregnenolone all help with androgen receptor production through gene transcription. So it makes logical sense, right? Testosterone or other androgens bind to the androgen receptor. It translocates to the nucleus where it starts transcribing DNA into messenger RNA. And then this messenger RNA gets converted into new amino acid structures, one of them being androgen receptors. Right? You create a long chain of amino acids, and then it starts to fold through magic and then you have a new androgen receptor so that makes logical sense because otherwise androgen receptors would simply deplete and not be reproduced right so you don't really have to worry about that fasting uh, i probably was just making a joke with aaron you know, i like to throw th fasting in the mix here and there just to uh, throw a curveball at people but it's not really required you know you might get desensitization from androgens because you're micronutrient uh, deficient, right? Zinc, selenium all help with androgen-mediated gene transcription through the androgen receptors. And then you have the sexual-binding globulin receptor complex when bound with androgens, increasing cyclic adenosine monophosphate concentrations, which helps with androgen-mediated gene transcription. And then estrogens can um, activate the androgen receptor through a whole different pathway and act as a cofactor for androgen-mediated gene transcription. So you have to look into the total picture. Um, if you want your androgen receptors to be fully functional, you basically have to do everything right, which I highlighted in many videos. Give them a watch. Next one, Jake Applebaum. Coach, Sinotrop and GH is much cheaper than other pharmaceutical GH. 
Uh, I see it's made by an Iranian company. Would you trust it or think it's better to stick with Gino Omnicycin? Some drugs from Iran is inflammation. Now, I've used Sinotropin myself and it's actually good to go. Will it be as potent as uh, Omnitropin, Genotropin, uh, Nordotropin or Cycin? Probably not on an IO for IO basis. And it could be because it's shipped from Iran or simply because the purity, the potency isn't as high. But you have to look at into it as a, a cost to benefit ratio. So let's say you have $10 per day to spend and you only get 2 or 2.4 IUs of genotropin, nordotropin, omnitropin, etc. Versus getting 3 IUs, maybe 3.5 IUs of sinotropin uh, at $10 as well. Maybe you get better results for $10 with sinotropin compared to the $10 you would get um, you know, from genotropin, nordotropin or other Western produced pharmaceutical GHs. So this is how I always look at it. You have a certain budget to spend and a certain amount of results that you expect for that. And, you know, that basically boils down on how you're going to decide which brands you're going to go with. If you get more results with uh, 3.5 IUs versus 2.4 IUs, even though this 3.5 IUs is maybe uh, 2.6 IUs comparatively, you're still spending the same amount, but you're getting more results out of it. I think Sinotropin is totally fine. I've helped a lot of Iranian athletes back in the day who ran Sinotropin or LG Chem um, growth hormone. And that was all good to go, man. Yeah, all good to go. Of course, the other Iranian-made uh, pharmaceuticals might cause inflammation because they use, um, what is it, Arachis oil, or they use, uh, you know, counterfeit underground labs. Um, so those you would avoid. But Sinotropin, in my opinion, good to go. Just transport is a little bit further and maybe a little bit more cumbersome because export out of Iran is not as straightforward as of uh, export out of China or export out of India or export out of any other place on the world. How does my audio sound, by the way? Yes, I, I'm, I'm just using the internal microphone now because I only have two USB uh, outputs. And, um, well, let's be honest, that Blue Yeti mic is... Uh, you know, due for a replacement anyway. <laughs> All right. Social Justice Warrior asks, sup, sup, sir. All right. Hope you had a wonderful day. Uh, yes, I did. Long day, but we're getting it done. My question is, do you have any advice on that initial period where you bump the food up? Do you have a trick for being sure you get the food in? Uh, okay. So basically, when you stop making progress, and you're not fat yet, or you're recomping, right? You Let's say you're at 3,500 calories. In the beginning, that was enough. You got stronger, you got bigger, you got fuller, you got harder, maybe a little bit fluffy. Then after a while, the progress starts to stall. You're no longer getting stronger. You're no longer getting bigger. You're actually recomping. When you start to recomp or your weight goes down with, let's say, 200 grams or half a kilo over the week, then you bump up the food. 10% caloric adjustment. And then, you know, by the time you should actually be pretty fucking hungry because your strength is equivalent to your food intake your size your metabolic rate is equivalent to your food intake now this food intakes make you leaner or less weight on the scale maybe a little bit more uh, a little bit flatter glycogen depleted i would say you bump up the food and you'll more than likely be able to handle it now there comes a point in time of course where more food just makes you fat you're as strong as you can be on that particular caloric intake um, and then, you, of course, you can take a deload, you can improve your sleep quality, you can change your volume, your training intensity, all this good stuff. If you got all of that out of the way and you're still not uh, getting any stronger but just getting fatter, then it's time to up the drugs, baby. <laughs> it's simple as that. 
So, you know, if you do small caloric adjustments of 10%, it shouldn't really mess with your appetite, but there will come a point in time where your appetite is not as good anymore. And it might have to do with insulin sensitivity, or you might have to follow an elimination diet so you can digest the food better. Um, but yeah, it's, um, it's just a step-by-step -step process, man. Usually coaches do this for you. They add like 10 grams of carbs per meal. And then, you know, every two weeks or three weeks, when you, whenever you need an adjustment. And then at one point, your body's on a roll because all these small adjustments start to accumulate. You have this great momentum throughout your off-season or cutting phase. And then weekly changes, baby. Yeah, weekly changes. Sander, or Sander van den Bent, let's ask this, uh, answer this in Dutch, asks... <laughs> What does your fasted cardio routine consist of? Well, right now it's pretty boring. Um, I wake up, I inject my injectable O-carnitine and HCG and FSH. And then I, um, I wait 20 minutes for my coffee to finish. And then I do the elliptical for 20 to 30 minutes. Usually 30 minutes, but sometimes I'm not really feeling it because I had leg day the day before. And right now I'm doing two leg days. So I have a quad specific leg day on Tuesday and then a hamstring glutes specific leg day on Friday. So today I wasn't really feeling it. 20 minutes is all the elliptical got out of me, but the injection protocol is still pretty much the same. And then I watch some YouTube, dude. Yeah, just watch some financial advice about the cryptocurrency market or um, you know anything related to world events. Usually, I watch the news when I'm doing cardio, so I can um, you know not focus on cardio but focus on my next moves. And uh, well, as of now, I'm all out of the crypto space because it seems twenty-eight thousand dollars per BTC is pretty strong fucking resist. Yeah, yeah, I'm hoping for a, a fat move downwards. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping for. But hey, if it breaks through and it holds at 28,000, then uh, apparently we are, um, you know, um, right back up to making slow progress, you know, slow progress um, over the next couple of months until the next Bitcoin halving. So yeah, that's basically what I'm doing. All right. Scott Herman asks, any opinion on thoughts on hydroxymethylbutyrate? I'm running it right now because I came off all steroids and I'm in a quite steep caloric deficit. So I'm using the MuscleTech Betator, which is uh, HM, yeah, Betator HMB, right? That's the free amino acid form. And um, I think it was working, but then I added in the Incolex and now it seems to be working better. Now, if I remove the Betator HMB, I think the Incolex will still work. So I think it's a great addition if you're natural, if you're in a steep caloric deficit and you want to prevent uh, catabolism. Again, HMB is not included in the prohibited list. And yes, guys, I um, I recorded the WADA prohibited list uh, half 90 stack for 2024 already. It'll be dropping next week. Stay tuned. So I think HMB is great to prevent uh, muscle breakdown. I take, I think, 3000 milligrams per day. Again, I'm, I'm very lucky because you guys all use my iHerb discount codes. And since the conversion rate from iHerb to Thaibot, the US dollars on iHerb to Thaibot is so absolutely abysmal, I'd rather laundry it through supplements and sometimes the the sales on iHerb are quite great so and, and HMB was on a discount so I bought like five bottles and now I run one tablet of 500 milligrams Betator for muscle tech every single meal so that's about five times a day and then an extra serving around the workout um yeah so that's about 3000 milligrams HMB per day and it seems to work quite well but you know if you're not getting it for free I would say that only during a contest prep or cutting phase, it would be worth it. Not during the offseason. Yeah. No, you can get plenty of anabolism from food. Scott Herman asks, now that the hype has died, is there any significant benefits to taking your gastron as in Addy? Well, 
I mean, it highly depends. Like some people got great responses out of it. Um, is that possible? Potentially. I still talk to people regularly who take progesterone, ectisterone, uh, let's say 150 milligrams of each, right? In combination, it seems to work better. Again, anecdotally, even though the scientific evidence is a little bit thin, um, some people used it, didn't get a good response, and they're pushing against their 90 limits, so they didn't get anything out of it. And then I talk to other people who swear by progesterone and swear by ectisterone and say that it puts an increment or two on their mixed lifts. So, you know, Ectisterone is on the monitoring program of the 2024 and 2023 and I think 2022 um, uh, list of WADA. It's not on the prohibited list yet, but they're just testing for it to see how prevalent it is. And if people uh, that are using ectisterone are having a disproportionate result compared to the people who are not using it in or out of competition. So if WADA bans it, you have a reason to use it. But if WADA keeps it on the monitoring program and removes it at one point, then it might not be as, as interesting um, for the athletes as we initially thought. That being said, people still buy it. People still get results out of it. But you'll have to experiment to see if that works for you. Like, I mean, there's plenty of people out there who use creatine monohydrate or other forms of creatine, get nothing out of it, right? Even though scientifically, creatine has been shown to have a boatload of different benefits. Same for taurine, same for ubiquinol, right? Get your hands dirty to figure it out. It's not that expensive to run a, um, you know, a two or three month turkesterone plus ectisterone experiment. And again, if you use code Vigorous, you get 20% off. So, or what was, no, 10%, 10% off, 20% uh, kickback. So if you use code Vigorous, right, you get some discounts and then um, you can run that experiment a little bit cheaper. And sometimes they have discounts of 20%, even 30%. So maybe wait for that and then run the experiment so you can get that uh, three-month supply for the cost of only two months. John Prather asks, is there a sweet spot? Oh, yeah. Is there a sweet spot for how long you have to wait after morning fasted cardio with pharmacolo uh, pharmacology in place, growth hormone and L-carnitine before eating? No, you can eat right away, dude. I mean, you've depleted your serum glucose levels, improving insulin sensitivity. You've depleted your serum triglyceride levels, uh, not inhibiting insulin sensitivity. And you've depleted your intramuscular glycogen stores and intramuscular triglyceride stores. Growth hormone, L-carnitine, cardio, 20 to 30 minutes, food. That's what I do. But I eat my vegetables first nowadays because it seems to be better for intestinal health. Now, not scientifically, but just for me personally. If I eat all of my vegetables first, like my big bowl of salads, half a kilo of uh, bunny food, um, it seems that my digestion is better throughout the day. Just uh, based on anecdotal experience. Henry Pham. Hey, Steve. About to hop back on and do a mini cut before I do a six-month bulk. Smart. Would it be a bad idea to do a 20 milligrams out of our kickstart to feel hopping back on gear faster? Um, no, it's better than the animal kickstart, which will give you a moon face. But, you know, I don't know how long you were off. So if you were off for short periods of time then uh, I don't think uh, of our kickstart is going to be required because you should have been able to sustain your strength quite well, especially if you need to do a mini cut because you probably were eating a little bit too much while you were off. But if you were off for a long time and you're pretty fluffy but also not so strong anymore, then yeah, I get it. 
you know, you want to get started, uh, 20 milligrams of Anivar per day is better than uh, 20 milligrams or any dose of the Anivar for that matter. So uh, feel free to go ahead. And if you're going to do a mini cut, you're obviously going to be in a caloric deficit. You want to get this bulk started, hit, um, you know, everything off right from the start. I'm not against it, even though I do feel that just starting slowly with tests um, would be more responsible. Then again, we're on the vigorous uh, Steve YouTube channel, and not everything is about being super responsible about the performance enhancing drugs. So, yeah. Um, I've never done it, though. And I've done many experiments. Yeah, I would just start tests and then build up and add goodies on top as I progress through the cycle. Darius asks, uh, can one be genetically predisposed to having short nighttime sleep per per perpetually um, so that nothing can be done to increase it much? Five to six hours at night's maximum, for instance. Um, no, I don't think that's the case. I think people just take their pre-workout too late or coffee too late or they're uh, playing video games too late or they're training too late in general and thus uh, in increasing sympathetic drive um, or they take all of their steroids in the evening. There's a boatload of ways to improve your sleep quality. I made a whole video series about that. Excuse me, about that. Um, give that a watch if you haven't watched it already. And, uh, and you know, otherwise uh, start megadosing all the sleep aids before bed. Growth hormone, cerebralycin, melatonin, glycine, GABA. Man, there's so many things you can throw into the mix for you to have a long night's sleep. And, you know, if you, if you still only get six, seven hours of sleep, look into slow release melatonin and slow release GABA that will knock you the fuck out for eight to nine hours yeah and otherwise you know train in the morning but train super fucking hard to the point you're like mad tired all day and then it's easy to sleep at night yeah there's also asked if a low sexual money globulin is suboptimal then what do the pros do yeah they have like four six nanomoles per liter shbg how could you possibly keep SHG high enough uh, when taking grams of gear per week? No, you don't. You don't. But somehow these guys uh, still make gains. So, but to be fair, most responsible pros also come off, off, completely off, even don't train for two months, um, for two or three months, uh, coming off for three months, fully after the Olympia or big shows where they went all in. And that way, SHBG uh, comes up to, let's say, 60, maybe even 80 nanomoles per liter. Their, um, you know, their estrogen rebound is nicely managed. Their squeaky joints from all the Mastron and Winstrol that they were using, um, now these joints feel a lot better. And they, you know, they don't hammer their body as hard. So pros that hammer gear for the Mr. Olympia or the Euron Classic, they usually come off for a couple of weeks to months. It's usually the amateurs that just redlining the tremble on sandwich uh, the entire fucking off season, and thus their SHG levels are single digits as well. So, you know, recommended SHBG is available. I was not able to source it. I would like to run that experiment in the future. Just do test primo masteron and recommended SHBG and see if that um, would keep anabolism going to a much greater extent compared to without it. All right, next one. Zekabolic asks. When doing the anivar and grapefruit juice combo for naringenin, naringin, and uh, what was the other one? Bergamotin, right? To all inhibit the cytochrome P453A4 enzymes. Will grapefruit juice concentrate work the same as it's fr uh, compared to freshly juiced grapefruit? I think when I did research about this, um, it seemed that naringenin, naringin, and uh, bergamotin would be deactivated, denatured 
through the pasteurization process. So, of course, um, you know, grapefruit concentrate is pasteurized um, and also the, the fluid has been uh, removed for it to be transported. So normal grapefruit juice is what, let's say 80% water, right? Arbitrary number, let's say 80% water, but that's a lot of transport for just H2O, water, right? So they concentrate this in the pasteurization process where a lot of the water is evaporated, then instead of 20% uh, grapefruit um, you know, product, you have, let's say, 80% grapefruit product. They transport it to a bottling plantation all over the United States or all over the world, and then they add the water back in. I think in this process of pasteurization, evaporation, and transportation, man, so many Asians, man, great fucking uh, quotation. <laughs> you can uh, expect that Naringenin, Naringin, and Bergamotin are completely denatured and no longer inhibit and, uh, the cytochrome P450 enzymes and prevent the conversion, no, not the conversion, Jesus Christ, prevent the metabolism of uh, anivar or other uh, steroids that undergo this metabolic pathway man it's been a long day um i recorded two videos today and had some consultation so might be regurgitating for some bullshit that i was saying on camera earlier all right so um i would go with freshly uh, squeezed grapefruit juice or uh, do what the old school guys did you slice a grapefruit in half you have your anadrol or anivar or dianabol or halo test and whatever you prefer and then you um, eat your grapefruits afterwards right or you go with sublingual administration and then honestly you don't have to worry about cytochrome p450 3a4 enzymes because the large majority of the oral steroids that you take are going straight down the saliva duct into your bloodstream and start potentiating their anabolic effects next one there is uh, can you outline a pre-workout GH protocol? Will pre-workout GH result in less IGF-1 than before bed administration? Um, potentially, right? So you inject your growth hormone intramuscularly 30 minutes before going to the gym and you go to the gym. That's your pre-workout GH administration. Give me 60 minutes, give me 30 minutes. Give me sub-Q. Honestly, don't overthink it. Just get it in. Once it's in, it's good. And then you have to go through the motions to get the job done, right? You get what I'm getting at, right? Um, but if you injected a growth hormone, let's say 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, at latest 10 o'clock in the evening, potentially the growth hormone that you um, inject will raise IGF-1 levels. And then the growth hormone that you secrete from the pituitary gland at night will compound with the IGF-1, which is already elevated from this nighttime growth hormone administration. That being said... Growth hormone has a negative effect on additional, or IGF-1, sorry, IGF-1 has a negative effect on additional growth hormone secretion. So your nighttime pulse of growth hormone might be less unless you take a growth hormone secretagogue alongside your growth hormone, albeit that that might be, you know, sending um, negative feedback towards each other as well. So from my personal experience, coaching many an athlete back in the day, a nighttime growth hormone administration will yield higher IGF-1 levels in serum the next day compared to a pre-workout or pre-fasted cardio growth administration at the exact same at the exact here we go at the exact same fucking dose this is why sometimes i hate recording hmm. 
So let's say you have a budget for two IUs growth hormone and you want the maximum growth uh, IGF-1 secretion, two IUs growth hormone, 9 o'clock, 9.30, 10 a.m., 10 p.m. before bed. But if you want the most amount of fat loss, before activity. Um, but honestly, you know, the net difference is going to be maybe 2 to 5%. <laughs> really, just get it in. Ahmed asks, hey coach, uh, EQ versus MPP versus anavore for collagen synthesis and connective tissue. Not injured, but avoiding while building up my strength. Well, uh, which one of these is prescribed for collagen synthesis and burn victims? Anavore, baby. So I would go with anavore. Uh, EQ is, of course, uh, prescribed for dil uh, what is it? Delibitated. Dil dil I'm not getting out of my, my words today. Delibitated. Delibitated. Jesus fucking asshole day. Debilitated. Debilitated. That's the one. Fucking hell, man. Debilitated. Okay, so if you feel debilitated, go with EQ. Um, what was MPP prescribed for? I think it was prescribed for muscle wasting at one point. Uh, but I would go with Anivor, man. Anivar is a very beneficial for collagen synthesis for connective tissue strength and health and, um, you know, overall skin texture as well. Plus, Anivar is the goat. All right. Second question from Ahmed asks, uh, enjoying the recent trend video. Do you think that dosing trimalone acetate every other day will be the same? Or do it, does it need to be every day if the dose is low, let's say 60 to 90 milligrams total weekly? I, I would still prefer every day um for all of the side effects associated with trembolone so if you do daily subcutaneous micro administrations 10 milligrams 15 milligrams for, uh, every day that is versus let's say uh, 20 milligrams 30 milligrams sub q every other day i think the side effects are going to be a little bit less severe with everyday administrations compared to every other day but the results will be exactly the same again it's in the body and you know you get a dose dependent response regardless of injection frequency unless some of these um you know compounds metabolize in something that has a higher potency than the actual injectable compound that you're taking or a lower potency right it really depends on how it's metabolized but of course trembolone it, it seems that the metabolites are not really contributing much to its overall effect whereas with testosterone of course its metabolite being estradiol that contributes to its effects but can also cause severe side effects if estradiol is left unmanaged right? like gyno for example or severe libido reduction <clears throat> also uh, Ahmed Kalaf also asks funny one can you do an Instagram reel showing your supplement drawer as I have a whole part in my closet full of 100 supplements which my wife always laughs about uh, yeah, I should do that, right? I think I have a, a cabinet with a supplement stash, and then I have a cabinet where all my active uh, supplements are, and then another cabinet with retired supplements that I'm currently not taking, but will take in the future when I'm on cycle or for particular experiments. And, and then, of course, I have my steroid drawer, but I'm not going to show that because uh, the steroid drawer might be bigger than the supplement drawer. <laughs> so, yeah, if, if I don't forget, I'll, uh, I'll get something done. Uh, Ahmed asks, I'm so excited for you to be a father, Steve. Yeah, I'm excited too, but nothing confirmed as of yet. Uh, as maybe the start of a new content about children, health, and supplementation. 
you know what with the restrictions of the world health organization i don't think i'm going to make any content uh, aimed towards children or children health because um, you might get cancelled harder than talking about steroids uh, plus um yeah i think for the safety and well-being of my own child in the future i probably will not be posting that much uh, content about my kids but i might change my mind uh, i will announce uh, when my wife is pregnant obviously and my when my wife gives birth but I don't expect my, uh, me to whore out my kids online because that's not what this channel is about. And you have to think about the long term, right? Let's say my kids go to school and then uh, their classmate starts Googling them. And for whatever reason, of course, uh, they figure out that their classmate uh, is the child of the Vigor Steve with no last name. Somehow they figure it out. And then you see my kids on a YouTube channel talking about steroids all the time i don't think it's gonna fly <laughs> right you have to think about these things all right next one ahmed club asks if i have gorilla mind am uh, fat burner formula half of the bottle from the previous cut it is expired a year ago do you think i can still use it yeah i think so i mean the expiration that assuming you kept it in a dull or uh, cold and dark place you know, the expiration date is just there um, as an insurance policy. It's not milk. It's not a food product. It's a supplement. I've used supplements that were expired for like three to five years. I've also, also used steroids that were supposedly expired for five years, maybe even longer. I think I still have some Anadrol left in the closet somewhere. That's like expired for like eight years. And then, you know, I think on the last cycle, I took a little bit of Anadrol pre-workout. Still worked. 50 milligrams worked like a charm. Expired for over seven years um, so that means it's manufactured three years earlier or maybe even five years earlier so manufactured 12 years ago still worked nice and dandy i got a freaking sweet pump out of it so i i honestly think you can still use it if you kept the bottle closed in a cold uh, dark place with a stable temperature i know you're in dubai and as soon as you leave the house the air conditioning goes off and then the temperature of the room the condominium or the house goes um you know to uh, scorching hot levels so then that might have uh, ruined some of the active pharmaceutical ingredients but otherwise i mean try a tablet try tube tablet see how you feel and if it compared to the last time you used it when the expiration date wasn't met just quite yet all right that rolled off the tongue though thomas do you think it's bad to take two milligrams injectable albuterol five to six times a week uh i did and i didn't die <laughs> <laughs> but i mean if your if your heart's health uh, is good uh, proven with an echocardiogram ultrasound uh let's see uh, mri ct scan and you're on top of your uh, taurine intake or ubiquinol intake or electrolyte intake and you're not megadosing adderall and other stimulants along alongside of your injectable albuterol i think it's going to be okay uh, i even went up to four milligrams injectable albuterol albeit that that was a little bit too much um but yeah man i love amino asylum super shredder fuck me man fuck me sideways and call me barney um injectable uh, super shredder from amino asylum fuck i miss that shit yeah my workout's so legendary oh fucking crazy okay well so enjoy the rides um but keep track of your heart health and your blood pressure and if you see red flags stop right stop Darius, can one be genetic? Yeah, I just answered that. Use the timestamps to uh, go back a little bit, right? I answer all questions that you guys post on Patreon 
or on YouTube, uh, the, the, the community section for the private members. So I just answered that. Um, long story short, I don't think anybody's genetically predisp predispositioned to sleep short. I think you just need to look into your lifestyle. Oh, audio is good. Okay, that's good to hear. Which one would be more beneficial in your opinion? 12.5 milligrams pharma anavar every day or 50 milligrams anadrol twice a week? Is pharma anadrol worth it just like pharma far? It's both worth it. And if you can't make up your mind, take both. <laughs> just take both. Now, that's irresponsible, right? But I would say in the long term, 12.5 milligrams anavar pharmaceutical every day pre-workout and splitting up the dose on rest days but if you're let's say at the end of your bulking season and you only want to take 50 milligrams anadrol twice per week pre-workout on lagging body parts i would say acutely that will give you more of a result regarding strength progression and um, overall um, you know reps uh, on your working sets and fullness but not so much side effects because you're only taking it twice per week right the total load of anadrol is only 100 milligrams per week whereas 12.5 milligrams anavar is that also 100 man it's late guys let me whip out the calculator oh, that's the calendar no windows I, I just installed windows 11 on this new laptop but i haven't used uh, calc i haven't used windows 11 ever let me pin this to the taskbar. Pin. All right. 12.5 times 7. Is it 100? It's 87.5. So actually, that burden is lower. So technically, you should get more results from 50 milligrams anadrol, uh, not accounting for the anabolic to androgenic rating and the metabolites, uh, the mestanolone that uh, anadrol potentiates when you take it orally, not sublingually. That aside, uh, the overall burden of anabolic androgenic steroids is more if you go with 50 milligrams anadrol uh, twice a week, because it's uh, what 12 and a half milligrams more. But in the long term, I think for I think for overall benefits, cosmetic purposes, I would say 12.5 milligrams from anavar is better. But acutely, if you only run it for like four weeks, you'll get more out of the anadrol. So short term anadrol, long term anavar. Okay, I hope that clarifies. It. But if in doubt and you can't make up your fucking mind, just use both. Don't be a pussy. Use both. That's what I would. That's what Steve would do if he was on cycle. And I have done so in the past. Uh, didn't I just answer this? Are you formulate? Is pharma anadrol also better than a real underground lab anadrol? Is the same pharma anadrol? Um, yeah. And then again, I've used underground lab anadrol and it was good. And I've used underground lab anavar and it was good. Same for compounded pharmacy uh, anadrol and anavar. You know, it really depends on your source. Right? There's there's 400,000 uh, underground labs out there. And how much pharmaceutical anadrol is out there? Maybe two brands, three brands. So, you know, there's a lot to choose from compared to not very much to choose from, right? 400,000 brands versus three brands that produce anadrol. And now there's only one pharmaceutical brand left that produces anavar because... Uh, only Iranian anavar is available. The oxon, not oxondrin, but oxabone from Abu Rain. It, that's it, right? The bonavar in Thailand is discontinued. The compounding pharmacies in America are no longer able to produce anavar, and neither is the oxondrin uh, anavar available. Uh, Oxymetalone, oxandrolone, that is. No, no, yeah, oxandrolone, right? Oh my God! You're gonna have to excuse my uh, lack of cognition today. 
Um, I, I don't think that's available anymore. So pharmaceutical anivore, uh, if you can still source it, anabolic pharmacist, I hope you have stock. Um, yeah, if you can source it, stock the fuck up because who knows how long it's going to last. Luckily for me, I knew that Bonavar was going to be discontinued here in Thailand. So guess who stocked up? Both lots. And no, I'm not selling. That's all mine. Yeah, I'm going to enjoy pressing out all of those blister strips, 2.5 milligrams of Xandrolone, uh, pre-workouts, up to 25 milligrams per day. Yeah, anything over that, then my heart will cramp. That's <laughs> not a good fucking idea. Uh, which one would be more beneficial? In, in Dude, stop spamming the same question. Thomas, come on. The chat is a little glitchy, man. Don't make me fucking ban you, bro. All right, well, we only have uh, two people in the chat. Where's everybody? Everybody's over at Paul Barnett, right? Well, we answered all the questions in the Patreon. So uh, you guys have uh, five minutes to get your questions in, and then we're going to go public. <laughs> if there's no questions anymore, then we are going to go public. Mm. Yeah, I don't think it's a good idea to record like two videos and then do two hours of consultations and then also do the vigorous q a man i'm exhausted mentally but i gotta pump out as many videos as i can before i go to the united states because uh, i doubt i'll be having uh, much opportunities to make content there besides vlogging all right guys thomas who else is in the chat darius spam those questions and otherwise uh we're just gonna go public you know, let the herd join. Let's see if Paul Burnett is still going live. Oh, they stopped already. Okay, perfect. Perfect. Then everybody should be ready for the good stuff. All right, guys, let's go public then. Bathroom break. Be right back. Just descend. And then I'm going to have to mute this mic. What's up, my dudes? 
it's a vigorous Q&A. We got through the questions of the private uh, chats in like 30 minutes. So here we are. And luckily, Paul Burnett has already discontinued his anabolic podcast. Um, so we can get started. Um, I hope everybody's doing well. Uh, this will be the last uh, vigorous Q&A uh, in Thailand. So next weekend, I'll be in China. Don't expect a vigorous Q&A then. And then the next four weeks, I'll be in America. So vigorous Q&As might be on Sunday, might be on Monday, might be on Friday. Infrequently, sporadically, but I'll announce it as soon as I know a confirmed, excuse me, confirmed date. Uh, today, I'm, it seems to be that I'm a little bit cognitively impaired because I've been recording a lot of videos and uh, I did two hours of consultations and I think my uh, cognition is starting to run out. Uh, yeah, we still have one and a half hours to go, so bear with me. I'm going to do my absolute best to entertain you fuckers. All right, here we go. What is the best melatonin on the market? I have no idea. I usually use the one from Natrol, but that only goes up to six milligrams or five milligrams. And then the 10 milligram formula, I think I have just now foods, like extra strength or double strength now food. And then once in a while, um, you know, when I feel like throwing in the towel, you take 10 milligrams or 20 milligrams. And um, yeah, then I'm out of here. <laughs> I might have to take some tonight. Yeah, get some proper sleep. You know, with six cats and the door of the bedroom open. Yeah, forget about it. <laughs> forget about it. Uh, 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 let's see. Let's start asking. Rohit, you're always on schedule, uh, learning new things, do live chats on time. How are you so consistent and disciplined? Well, you can't get shit done if you're not disciplined, dude. <laughs> it's just that simple. If you want to get in a life, you got to, you know, make ends meet. When you make an appointment and say you're going to be there, you better be fucking there. Uh, maybe five minutes late, but, you know, I mean, I've been doing consultations for over a decade. I, I'm usually not late, you know, maybe sometimes you miss up the time zone because of the fucking, uh, what is it called? The, the summertime, you know, so you're off by an hour. That happens because we don't have summertime here in Thailand. But if there's an appointment, you better, uh, you bet that I'm going to be there. So, yeah, that's how you get shit done. And otherwise, if you're late, then everything else that you have to do during the day is going to be late as well. And then you procrastinate, procrastinate, procrastinate to the point nothing gets done. And then uh, you're basically like everybody else on the planet. So I never want to be average. Hey, Steve, I know it's been a while. Uh, I know it's a while off, but would love to hear your ideas on the, your dream member site. I'm beginning addicted to reading up on forums. So this came to mind. What do you mean dream member site? um you know member site like when we hit a hundred thousand subscribers i'll start doing a member site here on youtube and then depending on the results i might also host a member site on vigorsteve.com albeit at a discounted rate because youtube takes like 45 percent of the membership rates and that's um yeah i think if i offer a 30 percent discount <laughs> a lot of people are going to move but let's see right it a website takes hosting, takes stuff, so it might be only be a 25% discount. Right? I love to make um, ends meet the best way I can. But the first step would be reaching 100,000 subs and then going into um, high-quality content behind a paywall, which will basically start uh, with steroids from scratch. Yeah, piecing it all together with the experience that I have and all of the scientific evidence that's available. 
but it might still be a while before I open the membership site because there should be some content there for you guys to enjoy. Um, so I should have a decent amount of content done already before I open it, um, you know, for membership options. But uh, there will be not be a forum or Discord or anything else. I, I don't have the time. Yeah, I don't have the time. Now, why is this getting popular? What's your thoughts on peptide bioregulators? <laughs> and Derek from a place where dates asked me this as well. Is there something that I missed? Uh, some sort of, uh, you know, important podcast? You know, Cosmic Nootropics has a lot of uh, peptide bioregulators. They look promising, but I haven't used them. I haven't really looked into them myself. So uh, if it gets a lot of traction um, and, and there is a market for it, I might run an experiment. But for now, it, it just looks promising. I haven't really looked into it. Uh, basically, everything is a bioregulator, right? You know, all of the hormones work on partial sequences of your DNA. So, yeah. I don't know. It looks promising, but that's all I know about it. Eugerio. Uh, voice depth protocol with train. <laughs> What's the optimal dose and length of exposure? Would adding Provirum be of any benefit? Loving the entrepreneur, entrepreneur stack series. Uh, I guess you just go on train and then your voice will lower uh, or anything else that's, uh, you know, quote unquote, highly androgenic uh, that will lower in your voice, you know, and, and yeah. And, and then the longer you stay on train, the lower your voice will be. My voice wasn't as low as it is now before I was using train. So I haven't really touched train in eight years. So it seems that these re results are permanent. So if you just want to lower your voice, I think 150 milligrams of train per week is more than enough. And you stay on that for eight weeks, maybe 12 weeks at maximum. Again, the dose is the poison. And if you keep the dose low, uh, the exposure duration can be lengthened compared to running like 350 milligrams of train alone during contest prep for six to eight weeks. But still, you know, I mean, running train to lower your voice. I know the, the crazy stuff people do to their bodies, right? Oh, I'm losing hair. I'm going to do all this crazy shit to my scalp. I want to lower my voice. I want to grow a beard to be more masculine. Just get rich and the pussy will come. <laughs> the amount of fucking like dad bots I've seen with hot girlfriends stepping out of, uh, you know, expensive cars is more than the amount of um, chads that I've seen with hot girlfriends that modified their physique with uh, steroids. Yeah, unfortunately. So just get rich, dude, and everything will be okay. Vicarian, like what all the member sites I've been meaning, like video section, resources, a forum. Yeah, yeah, um, maybe. But let's start with YouTube. I mean, it's it's hard to get people to transfer from YouTube to another platform. I mean, we saw this with Tony Huge. Tony Huge had a huge YouTube channel with thousands of views, and then he got banned. He got deplatformed. He started Anabolic TV fuck all views and that was free you know so i'd rather do it here on youtube everybody's familiar with this youtube segment all you have to do is click the join button you don't have to go to another website and then fill in your credit card details and blah 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 all you do is join and the videos are there right even though the the you know the search functionality on youtube isn't the greatest but i promise you if i start a membership section um here on youtube uh, with videos right, and resources and that kind of stuff, then I will index all those videos on my website. So similar to the control F source list, there'll be a control F index site where you can basically click the links, but only have access to it if you are a YouTube member. So that will be the plan. 
Rob Schlitman, uh, or Schlotman, right? Schlotman, sorry. Hey, Steve, ever heard of anybody having mild, dry, slightly itchy skin patches on neck, face from aberrant testosterone recipient? C-reactive uh, protein is normal or all blood work is good. Um, yeah, I would say that that might be due to inflammation or it, it sounds like an allergic response, right? Some people are allergic to benzoyl benzoate and benzoyl alcohol and benzoyl alcohol can dry out the skin. I mean, if you ever applied alcohol, you know, those rubbing tab, um, rubbing wipes, right, to clean, uh, sterilize the injection sites, if you do it too frequently, you might get dry and itchy skin as well. So stop the Avarain testosterone, see if it goes away, switch to another brand, see if it comes back. If it comes back, and this new formula also has benzoyl benzoate, benzoyl alcohol, then maybe that's the issue. Not the carrier oil, but the, you know, the, the benzoyl alcohol and benzoyl, uh, benzoyl benzoate. Aberrain testosterone cypionate is um, a rochus oil, which is refined peanut oil. And some people are allergic to that to get an adverse reaction. But there's also a lot of fakes of aberrain testosterone. So maybe your aberrain isn't real. This could also be the case. And, and if you're overdoing the aromatized inhibitors, right, crushing your serum estradiol levels, this can also cause dry skin and flaky skin. And if you're megadosing the Accutane, it's the Accutane, not the Aberrain, right? Cofactors. All right, Alex Carrera. Dosing recommendations for females using IGF-1 DES or IGF-1 LR3. Would you recommend Sub-Q or IM? Um, I would do intramuscularly because IGF-1 potentiates localized effects. So uh, I remember from last week that you wanted to bring up your delts. Get those cartoony delts for figure. Uh, I would do IGF-1 DES or IGF-1 LR3 uh, either pre or post-workout. Uh, you know, from all my Increlex experiments over the last month, it seems that pre-workout is still the best way to administer it. So whether you have access to IGF-1 DES or IGF-1 LR3, honestly, I think the results are pretty much the same. Um, IGF-1 LR3 has uh, less likelihood to be bound up to uh, IGF-1 binding proteins, which are expressed locally, but predominantly present in serum, pr primarily IGF-1 binding protein 3. I think there's, what, five, seven of them. Um, so just pin it pre-workout, take your intra-workout essential amino acids and uh, maybe some high brain cyclic dextrins for the pumps. And then I go to town on the, uh, the, you know, the rear delts and side delts and the front delts and enjoy the pumps. Intramuscular. Yeah. And then maybe on rest day, you take IGF-1 LR3 upon waking subcutaneously so it can work systemic. But again, systemic IGF-1 is um, less beneficial than localized IGF-1, in my opinion. Let's see. Adds Mark. Is propanol as needed for anxiety dangerous um, if you overdo it? Obviously, if you limit yourself to 5 milligrams, 10 milligrams, I don't think it's dangerous as needed for anxiety or to bring you out of these uh, the sympathetic nervous system, fight or flight state post-workout. But if you have terrible anxiety and take 5 milligrams per panel to take the edge off, I don't think it's a problem unless you have terrible low bl blood pressure already. And then, of course, the propanol is going to reduce your blood pressure even more. So please check your blood pressure and then, uh, you know, take it from there. Just beige. That's right. Just beige. Baby. Morning, Steve. Well, it's evening for me. Uh, well, yeah, it's evening. It's like 1 a.m. <laughs> Here. Morning, Steve. What's the most clean I can take in one dose? Uh, like 80 micrograms per day once in the morning or split out over two doses. Hit that like and subscribe uh, chat. Yeah. Hit the like button. 
every time you have to ask for a big for the people just don't do it anymore people don't comment people don't like people don't share people barely subscribe i mean i'm gonna pay the bills guys no not with super chats <laughs> that's for sure all right so i would limit it to 20 micrograms per serving because 40 micrograms and especially 80 micrograms in a single serving i mean that's just a heart attack waiting to happen 20 micrograms in between meals, that seems to be the sweet spot for most people using clenbuterol, right? The small micro dosages throughout the day, so your heart rate doesn't go up too high. You don't get this uh, clen cramps, which I just made a video about dropping next week. Yeah, how to mitigate clen cramps with uh, over-the-counter supplements and particular practices. Yeah, so 20 micrograms in between meals, and, um, and then you shouldn't have these terrible side effects. What can cause foamy urine? My blood and urine test came out normal. Should I be concerned? Um, it could be the water that's in the bowl. Like if you just clean the toilet with, a, you know, a Mr. Muscle. Right? That's the one, right? Isn't Mr. I think it's Mr. Muscle. Um, you clean the toilet bowl and some of the, the cleaning agent residue is still present. They can give you foamy urine. Even though it's not the urine, it's just the residue of the Mr. Muscle that got left behind in the toilet bowl. Uh, it could be that the albumin content is a little bit higher. It could be that uh, the water from your sewage, or uh, the, not the sewage, that's afterwards, right? The water from your, um, what is this called? Well, whatever, the water that comes from the faucet. <laughs> the water that comes, uh, you know, into your house, not exiting your house. Maybe that uh, has some impurities as well. Sometimes you just have foamy urine with some of the, you know, detoxification um, the metabolites that's present in your urine. It has nothing to do with blood. It has nothing to do with albumin or protein in your urine. Just whatever else is in your urine. Maybe you should just drink more water. Maybe this is an early sign that you're dehydrated. Yeah, so I don't think it's the end of the world. My uh, urine is foamy in the morning as well. And if you don't want foamy urine, just sit down. It's not very masculine, right? Uh, making that... Um, urine sounds standing, um, pissing into the toilet bowl, of course, is more masculine than sitting down, but that also creates more foam, right? So you can um, beat the, the foamy urine just by sitting down. Also less uh, cleaning up. Yeah, allegedly. I, I don't know. I don't clean. Well, I have, but not anymore. Yeah, I got a, I got a mate for that. I got it made because I have a mate to clean the toilet bowl. And I still sit down because then I can chat on my phone and answer dms on instagram <laughs> only when i'm on the toilet all right next one let's see uh what would you say is more effective for immediate endurance boost a compound that enhances glucose like modronate or ones that work off fat oxidation like sr9009 or cartering uh i would say cartering in my opinion because it takes a while before modronate starts to work because of course, there's some carnitine present and some fatty acid oxidation, and it takes a couple of days before muldronate really hits its peak dose, but it, it seems to be the same for cardarine as well. Uh, I just recorded the endurance deep dive part six, which will probably be the last part, discussing diiso... Man, what was it? Diiso... Diisopropyl amino dichloroacetate data which um, shifts energy production in the mitochondria to glucose. And if you combine it with muldronate, technically on paper, I think there will be some insane ATP synthesis and endurance boost. But stay tuned for the uh, upcoming endurance uh, video that should drop next week or maybe the week after. 
uh, depending on how long it is. I haven't gone through the editing process yet um, because next week will be the wider proof doping stack. That's 45 minutes and that's a lot of editing for my editor. So it might have its handful. What happened to the mic? Yeah, so my uh, this new laptop that I bought for uh, traveling purposes, super high tech, 4K display, super high Intel, what is it? i9 with a GeForce RTX, uh, whatever the number is. And, and, and a boatload of um, memory, only two USB ports. And I use one USB port for the HDMI cable that goes to my um, computer another uh, or my camera. And the other one is for the mouse. Now, I, if I buy a mouse that is uh, Bluetooth, then I have one USB available. And then I can use the Blue Yeti mic, which I should be throwing in the trash anyway. So when I go to the United States, I'll probably invest into a better microphone because I was getting sick of that thing. I couldn't get it working properly and i tried every week <laughs> murad illness hey steve how much b6 uh peroxidant vitamin uh, b6 should i use for decade 100 250 milligrams per week not p5p because i'm in a country maximum 10 milligram per tablet and the price is more expensive than caber uh do your freaking blood work because it's very unlikely that your prolactin is going to be elevated on this much decadurabola yeah i found that it will be highly unlikely and if you can't find uh, vitamin B6, P5P, only peroxidine, then uh, I would just go with a vitamin B6, uh, you know, from whatever you get from a B100 complex, and then start supplementing with L-tyrosine or forscolin, which contains L-dopa. Right, so if you want to increase your dopamine levels to reduce your prolactin levels, you don't necessarily need vitamin B6, P5P. You can get the same job done well, L-tyrosine, don't go hammering the caber. It's terrible for your heart health, right? Don't do it. All right, let's start scrolling. Let's see if there's some fun questions. Oh, this one is fun. Have you heard of CRISPR gene editing? Yes, I've heard it. Yeah, but it doesn't seem to be that um, easily accessible. Apparently, there's a way to edit the myostatin gene, which would cause rapid muscle growth. What are your thoughts on this? Well, muscle growth will also happen in skeletal muscle, uh, or besides skeletal muscle, also in cardiac muscle. So since you're hitting the cardiac muscle multiple times per day during uh, cardio and during uh, the workouts, which you have multiple times, uh, multiple workouts per week. So guess what is going to grow the most? Your heart. Do you want that? Do you want a heart the size of uh, Dallas McCarver, which might have died from a heart failure, right? We don't necessarily know what he died from, but his heart was three times the size of a normal individual, and uh, that might have uh, contributed to his demise. And he was, what, 26 years old, 28 years old, maybe even younger? Um, so I, I don't think that inhibiting myostatin is a good idea um, with CRISPR editing, because you will grow everywhere including the internal organs there's a reason myostatin is there and um yeah most people don't even want to be bigger than 100 kilos dude <laughs> really so sounds interesting on paper uh, but i would never um go with crispr gene editing to increase or reduce my myostatin levels sounds too fucking dangerous why does Nandrolone destroy sleep? Only 100 milligrams give me terrible sleep for a couple of weeks afterwards. Um, yeah, there, there might be some overlap in your neurotransmitters, but I haven't really done any research on that particular reason. I think a couple podcasts or a couple live streams ago, somebody said that if you combine Nabivalol with Nandrolone, sleep is destroyed, but then you take the Nabivalol out, 
then sleep is improved. So if you're running Nabivol at the same time, then maybe that's the sole reason. But I still haven't had time to really dive into it because I'm backed up with a boatload of other things that I need to get done before I go to the United States. So I'll get Alex Matrovsky on next week. Hopefully, he's been very busy dieting, so he wanted to um, get some stuff out of the way also. So hopefully I can get him on next week because I think he has a little bit more um, thoughts on this particular uh, problem. Jejov, hey, I've been a member of Patreon for several months now. Can you see all the members on Patreon? If so, could you check if I'm on the list? Uh, there were problems with the payment, even though the account has a margin all the time. Now, for the change, they managed to invoice the amount again, but everything is still locked and there's still no notifications. Uh, please send me a DM directly on Instagram or write me an email so I know what your email address is on the Patreon memberships, and then we'll figure it out. Yeah. They'll figure it out because every week I send out an email to all the Patreon members and everybody should get notified when I make a new post from Patreon. So you can put your questions there. But if you have an issue with payment, um, I can check if you're part of the member list. But if if Patreon is giving you issues, then you're probably not part of the membership list. Anyway, contact me on Instagram and we'll figure it out. What's a safer trend alternative to recomping? Well, there's no alternative to trend, but you can just use tests and uh, focus on your diet and do the cardio and get a good um, <laughs> get a good response nonetheless. Can exomestane and anastrozole screw cholesterol? Yes, uh, exomestane is uh, steroidal based, but doesn't have any anabolic or androgenic properties. And anastrozole um, actually inhibits cholesterol metabolism. So both can screw cholesterol, but it seems that exomestane aromacin screws cholesterol less than anastrozole aromatix because it doesn't inhibit cholesterol metabolism. All right, let's see. Let's scroll down a little bit. Hey, Steve, is there a way to avoid hair loss from Sumax trying to uh, trying for the first time? No, I don't think there's a way to mitigate hair loss from brain-derived neurotropic factor. Um, no, no, I don't think so. Not that it, not that I was able to detect. Now you know, cerebrolysin contains brain-derived neurotropic factors. Sumax, Lank, Nupept, Dihexa can all increase brain-derived neurotropic factor to a certain extent, and of course, SSRIs do that as well. Um, you know, am I getting more bald? Honestly, I don't give a shit. Even if I get more bald, the, the brain-derived neurotropic factor benefits are substantial, and I would be willing to lose all of my hair for the benefits that they potentiate. So uh, I don't think you can avoid it. <laughs> so make your choice, and otherwise wear a hat. Suez uh, straight G, I'm assuming. <laughs> Uh, how often do you draw bloods? Uh, doesn't it destroy the veins in the long term if done too frequently? Why not uh, get genes analyzed? So I will get my genes analyzed when I get to the United States. I'll order 23andMe to, um, let's see, my hotel in Las Vegas. And then I'll get that done, me and my wife. Right? Shipping that to Thailand is impossible. And the circle DNA that's available here is not as um, in-depth as 23andme plus you don't get all of your uh, genetic data when you go with circle dna which is available here in thailand my wife did it she got a nice booklet um a lot of interesting ideas but you can't run it through one of those uh, dna analyzers that have uh, services 
all over the internet. So um, I do intravenous administrations of glutathione, vitamin B6, or, or B vitamins, vitamin C, and NAD+. Um, about here, and some of these veins. So here, you can see this one from last week, this one. And then here, I draw blood and sometimes do intravenously, and same here. And uh, so far, so good. But of course, it's better to rotate. Now, I've done blood work maybe 125 times, and that's so that's in these holes. And I can't say that there's any scar tissue or issues with the artery. I do my blood work every month. I've done blood work over 100, yeah, 125 times. Um, and uh, I, I've done IV administrations in that area maybe i've been doing it for over a year so that's another 50 times so let's say i've pierced my veins 200 times so far so good yeah it's usually the guys that use dirty blunt needles for heroin administrations that uh, get issues with their arteries and of course if you do like um you know you're, you have kidney failure you have to do dialysis in the hand then you usually start to get those bubbles but that's because the 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 needle is in there for eight hours straight. <laughs> yeah, I remember when I was admitted to the hospital when I broke my leg in a motorcycle accident, they had the, the IV in my hand and that was in there for, I think five days, you know, to administer painkillers and uh, intravenous uh, normal saline solution and some other uh, stuff, you know, some anticoagulants later on and some antibiotics. And, and then my vein was, I think a little bit inflamed or rigid i would say maybe even still no 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 it's already gone it's been man it's been like 15 14 years since that happened i think that vein in the beginning of my hand was rigid for about nine months yeah after that hospital visit um but from all of the administrations and blood work that i've done intravenously uh so far so good uh, but of course it will accumulate over time so let's see in a decade i mean the scar tissue that i have in my butt cheeks from uh, you know intramuscular steroid administrations uh still a little bit problematic albeit much better than before all right where are we iron grit is a, a fasted post-cardio blood pressure of 58 something to keep an eye on yeah that's pretty low i've lo lowered my blood pressure substantially after stopping the ball so you can um, sustain your blood volume and blood pressure just by having some um sodium before cardio yeah i used to have low blood pressure during fasted cardio as well because i was super lean and then what i had to do is take like one or two grams of sodium so my blood pressure would stay sustained and uh, the clambuterol would work normally because otherwise my heart rate would be way too high right you wake up slightly dehydrated you've been pissing multiple times overnight due to the masterone and being low body fat. And then I would need to some, uh, take some electrolytes to sustain my blood pressure and keep my heart rate down with taking Clen, um, which would otherwise raise my heart rate uh, quite a lot because my blood pressure was so low. So yeah, take some sodium pre-cardio and then everything will work itself out. Middle Brutes, what are the most exciting things about uh, doing in Vegas so far? Well, I've seen most of the cool stuff already, um, but you know, we're just gonna. This is gonna be a chill holiday. When I go to Vegas with my wife, it's not going to be a power holiday. I just had a power holiday in uh, in Japan, working twenty two thousand steps per day, and I was fucking exhausted after that. Um, so first, I go to China. It will probably be a power holiday. You know, doing some sightseeing and debauchery with my uh, good friend 
that works at the embassy. Um, then I'm going, well, yeah, then I'm going travel for a day to uh, visit Scott McNally in, uh, in Detroit. Then it's going to be quite intense with the Swiss convention and uh, the podcast at Elite FTS uh, for Table Talk with Dave Tate on Mondays. And that will be live, guys, so you better fucking watch. I want to see a lot of likes and Fs in the chat when I have my podcast with Dave Tate, which will be live on his uh, Table Talk Elite FTS YouTube channel. Um, and then after that is Las Vegas, so I'll probably be dead tired already. And then I still have about three more weeks to go. Uh, or two, two and a half more weeks to go. So in Vegas, I'll um, I'll visit my buddy Norman. I'll visit um, Torture Gym. I'll visit, uh, what's it called? Elevation Fitness, of course, Flax Lewis's gym. And I, I pitched the idea to be on the podcast, but I got uh, no reply. So if you want to see it, send him a message. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not cool enough to be on the Flex Lewis podcast. Or maybe you just didn't read it. Anyway, I'll, I'll drop in and then uh, pitch it again. Um, and everything else, uh, mostly revolves around food. <laughs> I want to go uh, eat some Gordon Ramsay hamburger again. And uh, yeah, some um, pepper mill, I'm good. Yeah, pepper mill, I'm good. Uh, I would like to go to, what is it called? That one is in the link. Uh, shit, I forgot the name. It's like a breakfast place. Anyway, you, I'm sure you guys will remind me in the chat. Anyway, I'm just going to chill, man. If I meet people in Vegas and we do some collaborations, it will be great. Um, I would like to go to the Strat and maybe shoot some guns and maybe do some hiking in the, the valleys there, you know, in the Red Rock area. And then uh, if if um, if the dollar isn't too high compared to the Thai bots, uh, I might do another helicopter tour because that is so fucking epic that I don't mind to do it twice i might go with maverick or the other one but let's see by the time i get there yeah let's see those dna databases will be used as an international dna database i've used them in plenty criminal cases here in europe yeah that's the downside right of uh, 23andme yeah they'll put your dna in there but luckily you don't have to give your full legal name uh, when you uh, ask for a dna service so um yeah I won't even list it under vigorous Steve. <laughs> yeah, you'll just get a QR code. And uh, luckily, I haven't been to Europe in a while, and I'm not a criminal. Yeah, besides using uh, illicit performance enhancing drugs, but that doesn't uh, put you in the high list of uh, criminals. What are you going to China for? I'm going to visit my best friend who lives there. He works for the Dutch embassy. And uh, nobody has visited him yet because, well, China. And, uh, and and you know situations globally so i'm going to be the first one who visit to visit him he's been there for man, three years so right when the shit dropped and i visited him at every posting so i visited him in holland which he's from so it's not really posting i visited visited him in japan and then now it's my turn to visit him in china he's been to thailand many times he's actually the one who introduced me to thailand in 2006 so we've met in uh taiwan japan holland thailand uh where else i think that's it and then of course now china so five countries we've met each other um yeah he's a solid dude yeah so we're going to uh china to um I don't know. Uh, bar hopping, I guess. <laughs> I'm not going there to train. And if anybody knows a proper bodybuilding gym in China, in Beijing, let me fucking know. I can't find anything on Google. Yeah. 
Yeah, all right, here, Clonius. Nice username. Will 200 milligrams of Mastron per week uh, be able to give me aromatized inhibiting dryness effects with 500 milligrams testosterone? I want to keep the shedding to a minimum, so I'm avoiding going to 300 milligrams a week. Uh, no, I don't think so. No, usually in a one-to-one -one ratio, unless your body fat levels are already super low, um, I would say, yeah, if you want to keep the shedding to a minimum, I mean, the problem is estrogen also helps with hair growth, right? The keratin that's found in hair is uh, partially regulated by serum estradiol levels. So even if you keep the estrogen low, if you bring estrogen low, the high DHT and the high testosterone with the low estradiol that you now have in your bloodstream um, will certainly potentiate further hair loss. So if you suffer from hair loss, but you want to be dry, um, diuretics. Yeah. And low body fat, obviously, which you can get with just test only. <laughs> and having your estradiol levels in range with high test and favorable estradiol, you will not lose any hair, but you can still get dry. Yeah, you can still get shredded. You just have to, um, you know, suffer and diet or otherwise use some terzepidite, you know, or retrotrutite, which is apparently available soon. Right? Dr. Dean said, Mart got his hand on retrotrutite. I'm so freaking jealous. Uh, I think it will be dropping next week on one of his affiliates, and then hopefully Amino Asylum will start carrying it reasonably soon also, and then I can run some experiments. Yeah, I might have to order some stuff from Amino Asylum when I get to the United States, and I don't have to use my shipping forwarder and uh, can run some cool stuff. But it all depends if my wife is pregnant or not. Right? That has the uh, priority right now. I'm not going to do anything to my testicles that's not uh, fertility approved. Go, go, heart. Uh, I do one high day with 150 micrograms T4 upon waking, I'm assuming. I don't do T4. If I don't do T4, I lose strength and get fat. Okay. Eating 2,400 calories average on 200 milligrams of testosterone. Annotate, what's wrong with me? Bloods are in normal range. Um, maybe the, 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 the high day is not considering or not consisting of foods that are going straight to glycogen stores. Uh, maybe you need to make sure that you're mostly eating carbs and not carbs and a trace, you know, you know, extra fats. So, right, look into your diet. Maybe do some uh, walking in between meals. And if you're sitting on your butt cheeks being immobile and you have a high day, then uh, maybe not all of this is being absorbed into skeletal muscle and spilling over into adipose tissue. Now, I'm not against 150 micrograms T4 in high days, not at all. I think that's totally fine. But maybe, maybe you're just metabolically impaired, or maybe you're not moving around too much, or maybe your food choices are not as good as they as you think they are. So look into all of those options, and then hopefully everything will play itself out. The last melon. <laughs> also a nice username. Is drinking alcohol and testosterone 250 milligrams per week going to cause any issues? I have no pre-existing issues. Um, well, if you're an angry asshole on tests and you're all, also an angry asshole on alcohol, then uh, angry asshole, angry asshole together, that's some serious shit. But no, man, I've drank alcohol to, um, yeah, uh, yeah, not so proud, uh, I shouldn't be mentioning amounts, on uh, a cruise or testosterone 250 milligrams per week, which is not a cruise, that's uh, a cruise for bodybuilders. Um, and I walked away unscathed. <laughs> Yeah, I've done this a couple times. Yeah, more than I would like to mention. Uh, yeah, so 
you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with, inca, you know, infrequent alcohol consumption, even if it's a lot. Shit happens. Sometimes you need to celebrate. Sometimes there's a birthday taking place. Sometimes uh, you just have to go buck wild to take the edge off. Um, and if you happen to be on 250 milligrams testosterone, but you eat healthy during the week and you keep your lipids under control and you take some touch for liver health and you're just, um, you know, a healthy individual all around and then you add a little bit of alcohol, I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't think it's a bad thing. Now, if you're a full-blown steroid cycle and you get blasting fucking drunk, um, yeah, you shouldn't do that, but I've done that. So, so. life happens, man life happens life's too short to think about these kinds of trivial things right if you live a wholesome life you sleep properly most of the time you eat properly most of the time um, you take care of your health you do your blood work most of the time then i don't think there's anything wrong with uh, going crazy on a night out of drinking really uh let's see oh super chats here we go um gibberish on the keyboards asks how much kilocalories uh plus or minus maintenance for recomping on 500 milligrams uh, sustenance 300 milligrams primo 100 milligrams train is it okay to stay in ketosis yes i do 100 carbs per day and stay in ketosis when working out hard all right so 10 percent caloric adjustments wherever you are now adjust it with 10% up or down um, depending on how the recomp is going like if you're gaining muscle mass your metabolic activity your metabolism your energy requirements is going up so you can actually increase calories with slight increases and still recomp because your muscularity is going up to compensate for this increased calories that you're now getting in I've done this with many different people you know myself I've done this myself also you go on cycle and you start increasing calories, but you get leaner and leaner and leaner and you get stronger and stronger and stronger. Now, muscle memory usually helps with this. So if you used to be like 100 kilos, 120 kilos in the past, and you started, let's say, 95 kilos chunky and you start eating 2,500 calories and you go on cycle, you might end up 3,500 calories, leaner, fuller, harder and stronger. But you just have to treat it like a job. Right? make careful adjustments, careful assessment on a week-to-week -week basis, take pictures of your physique, look at the logbook, crop your uh, face off the picture so you don't think that it's you, or look at the pictures the next day so you have a 24-hour um, rest and digest delay period, lag time before you start looking at the picture so you, can't forget, so you can't remember what you look like in the mirror, right? This is how you coach yourself. Take the picture, do your cheat meal, and then uh, look at the pictures the next day, start making adjustments for the following week um that you can make so much progress dude i mean i've made so much progress the last couple of weeks on just using incrolex i've leaned out i got a six pack again my lower back is this thin i got lines in my glutes right and i still got a week left i got a nice slim face you know pussy pulling face and physique yeah i look good dude i'm gonna look good at the mr Lim well unless i fuck up before i get there but um yeah Hopefully, I'll be able to get some ATG and FSH when I get to the U.S. Maybe we should put some IGF-1 from, from Amino Asylum also. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, man. The pressure of looking good to the Mr. Olympia is starting to get realer and realer <laughs> the closer it gets. Because who wants to meet an educator in this space that looks like a fat retard? 
at the Mr. Olympia Expo. Nobody wants that. You you guys don't want to take a picture with a fat piece of shit at the Mr. Olympia Expo. You want to take a picture with the guy that looks good. You want to take a picture with the guy that know that looks like he knows what he's talking about. And I certainly know what I'm talking about. As well, you can't see the the physique, but I mean, you know, the chest, guys. No, 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 no. Wait. I mean, what the fuck, dude? Look at that. Shred it. So stay tuned. No nip slips. So yes, uh, long story short, 10% caloric adjustments. Um, you can stay in ketosis and that cycle looks totally fine to me. Next one from Matt Hutchinson. Hey Steve, I recently saw you talk not too highly on serums. Oh, here we go. I started HRT at 200 milligrams a week and 50 milligrams around 140 in LGD uh, 3303 each. I've made amazing gains. To be fair, I was natty before. Thoughts? Uh, you could have made better gains with Anivar in replacement of Rand140 and LGT3303. Have your lipids in a better position than right now, I'm sure. Um, and uh, not be called a Sorm Goblin. Use Sorm Goblin. Peace. No. <laughs> but you get, you know what I'm getting at. Okay, so I get sourcing, right? You're pro you paid in dollars, so I'm assuming you're in the United States. Testosterone is already available. You probably got it on prescription and you wanted to get something on top through the copious amounts of CERM websites that are out there, all with discount codes. I get it. But if you want to stay a part of the vigorous crew, throw the LGD in the round 140 in the trash and do some sourcing for Anivar. Yes, it's still available. Uh, all you have to do is look for it. And then next cycle, you run the exact same milligram dose of round 140 and LGD combined, so that's well, I'm assuming that's uh, 30 milligrams in total. Run 200 milligrams test and 30 milligrams Anivar per day. And I fucking promise you, 100% guaranteed that your gains will be better and your lipids, your SHBG, and your overall health parameters will look better. And then you know exactly why the fuck I don't like SARS. So I'll take your $10 and um, call you a SARM goblin. <laughs> But at one point, you'll figure it out. Oh, somebody asked it. Aaron Grid, I'm uh, counting on you to block these people. So here, put them in timeout. Fuck off. Iron Grid, if they start spamming, just put them in timeout, dude. You're a mod. Piss off. JBS49. You eat like trash. That's why you have spots everywhere. Alvaro JD, VIP number one. How long would you recommend to run 50 to 70 milligrams Trimbalone acetate during the offseason? Uh, I, I would say for like 12 weeks, maybe 16 weeks, if the offseason is long enough. Again, the dose is the poison, and the lower the dose of Trimbalone, uh, the longer you can run it. Right? But during contest prep, of course, the dose is going to be higher, 150 milligrams, 350 milligrams, uh, if required, right, for muscle maturity. Um, yeah, and then I would limit it to six to eight weeks, you know, but at 50 to 70 milligrams thermalone acetate, I think that's pretty sustainable. Um, you know, neurotoxicity and, and kidney toxicity aside. But then again, you know, how many steroids have been, you know, really examined in that context? Prima Bolin has been examined regarding neurotoxicity or kidney toxicity, or at least not the last time I checked. 
Boldenon has been extensively studied regarding kidney toxicity, but not for neurotoxicity. So, um, again, evidence of absence isn't absence or what is it? <laughs> yeah, evidence of absence isn't absence of evidence. So keep this in mind, right? Uh, we're all going to die, and I don't think that steroids are particularly healthy, um, but sometimes the goals warrant um, a low dose for a longer period of time. Just wear your kimono, nobody will know. Yeah, yeah, just wear the kimono. But it's not a kimono, it's a bathrobe. A kimono usually have has different layers. And, and one of those things around the waist, and then something, some white shit in between here, and a hidden, uh, you know, katana knife at the back, right? Couple uh, ninja stars, <laughs> some some uh, wooden uh, uh, bamboo flip flops. Then you can hear everybody coming, right? I, I didn't get that far. I got this bad rope at uh, some sort of outlet store in uh, patio because I wanted to, uh, you know, look good on camera with the man. That that thing is still here. <laughs> I should clean this room. <laughs> This looks very nice, right? This angle, but it looks everywhere else it looks like a bomb explode. Yeah, I gotta clean this room up before I go to the US. All right, next one. Eric. Hey Steve, couldn't find TK, the physical therapist in Bangkok on Google. Any ideas on uh, recommendations for physical therapist? Just just go to Instagram, type in TK acupuncture, or you know what fuck you guys can't find it, right? Nobody knows. Oh, fuck, I can't use Instagram on this new laptop. Oh, what is this? Let me find you guys his Instagram. Uh, TK, what is it? Myo, myo, myotherapy. TK Myotherapy. All right, let's see. This is your guy. This is focus. Focus, bitch. <laughs> Here, let me type it in the chat. TK underscore myotherapy. There we go. Here, here's his Instagram. TK myotherapy. Don't negotiate about his prices. He's world worth it. He's not cheap. If you want cheap, go with some Thai acupuncturist. <laughs> this guy is uh, Japanese. Always on time. Serious about his craft. TK is a shit. Saved my life. Well, saved my uh, skeletal muscle. <laughs> At least. All right, next question. Look like a Jedi Master. Yes. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Privacies, did Anivar make your head blue as well? Here we go again. Okay, so you see this light behind me, you fucking retard. That permeates into my skull. Yeah, you see? Oh, it reflects blue. And the other side is not blue, it's red. Holy shit. He's not a smurf. It's actually the reflection coming from behind him. Yeah. And unfortunately, you know, the retardation on the planet will never end. As Privacies has just shown... Uh, but all comments fuel the algorithm, so I'm not going to ban you for it. I'm just calling you a fucking retard. Yeah. Sleepy Joe, are you going to be around New York City? Uh, no. No, I will not be in New York City. 
but I think uh, my uh, buddy is going to be stationed in Washington at one point. And Washington is pretty close to New York City. And uh, well, Paul Burnett is in New York, in Washington, right? So uh, maybe the next trip that I do to the United States, I'll visit uh, New York and Washington and then uh, hang out on that side. But I, I'm going to a boatload of places in the U.S. this time. Um, hide your wife. No, not hide your wives. <laughs> but I'm going to see a lot more than L.A. and uh, Las Vegas this time. Now, even going to the Detroit and Chicago. So I'm see, going to see the rugged uh, parts. Yeah, road rage. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, haven't seen anything yet. Iron Grid. All right. Erky7. Hey, Steve. Got any natural tips on raising IGF-1? Mine came in a little bit low at 153 nanograms per milliliter. Um, liver health. Make sure you don't have non-alcoholic fatty liver disease or triglycerides in your... Uh, liver over 5%, right? that's a normal healthy functioning liver. Make sure your estrogen levels are middle top of the reference range because estradiol is a co-secretor in growth hormone induced IGF-1 secretion. Make sure your IGF-1 or your growth hormone levels are high. Um, watch the MK677 insulin sensitivity video and the upcoming WADA approved um, you know, half natty doping stack of 2024. In both videos, I tell you how to increase your growth hormone secretion to a maximum extent. I think the wide approved doping step is a little bit more inclusive than the MK677 stack uh, or video, um, but uh, both videos should give you some good ideas. And that way your IGF-1 might come up to 175 nanograms per milliliter, um, <laughs> which isn't that high. But again, IGF-1 in serum doesn't represent how much IGF-1 you have in skeletal muscle. So, you know, it, it, it matters how much IGF-1 you have in skeletal muscle, not in serum. It's not metabolically active in serum. Hey, Steve, question right below. All right. Where is it? Where is it? I don't see it. Did you put in a, uh, a non-approved word? Oh, here we are. Uh, would using T3 or T4 during a vacation be a way to potentially reduce fat gain while having fun? lol <laughs> how would it mess with natural production after thanks see you in november okay i guess i'll see you in uh las vegas or in uh oh no Las. i'm in, in uh, at the mr olympia yeah, in november i'm at uh, tampa okay uh yeah you could i think i have a video about this dude i have a video about how to stay in shape on holiday so it includes uh, metformin and berberine and uh, xenical and uh, carcinia and cambogia and thyroid medication <laughs> and walking right and skipping breakfast intermittent fasting or one meal per day um, the problem is that i have with t4 or t3 is that of course it um causes catabolism if you don't have protein available and on vacation if you're skipping meals if you're doing a lot of sightseeing a lot of walking you might go catabolic from the lack of amino acids that you might have present if you're skipping breakfast so i'm okay with t4 and maybe some of the other practices that i discussed just right now and in the video about how to stay in shape on holiday or during uh, the, the christmas events i think i have two videos on the subject um but i would forgo the t3 yeah your heart rate would be continuously elevated so then your vacation isn't really vacation because you always feel this elevated heart rate on edge, maybe inducing a little bit of anxiety, thinking about your legs shrinking from all of the walking and sightseeing that you're doing. So long story short, 50 to 100 micrograms T4, I'm okay with, but T3, I would forego. Yeah, that would be my recommendation. Chris Uppercoe. 
Hey, Steve, I've had high SHBG 50 to 60 nanomoles per liter all throughout my TRT experience at 150 to 175 milligrams per week. I have some libido and erection issues. Any suggestions? Okay, so you can go with daily micro-administrations. If that doesn't improve it, man, it's getting cold in here. It's almost winter. Go with daily micro-administrations. So in your case, that will be uh, 20 to 25 milligrams per day, give or take. And if that doesn't improve it, then you have my permission to add in 12.5 to 25 milligrams per viron split AM and PM. I would start at the low end, give that some time, see if that, uh, see if that improves for uh, libido and erection quality. And if it doesn't go, do double the dose of 25 milligrams per viron. Again, um, you know, maybe your food intake is uh, not good. Maybe your body fat levels are not good, which could also influence um, sexual and bodily globulin levels. If you're also running thyroid medication, they can also raise SHBG levels, but proviron is potent enough to lower the SHBG that thyroid medication otherwise raise. Um, so again, you have to look into the total picture, see what you need to do, and then make slow but steady adjustments. And then hopefully with time, your libido will be good and your erection quality will be good as well. I didn't keep in mind that libido is also negatively affected by estradiol levels if they're too high or too low, and prolactin levels if they're too high, or nutrient intake stress, right? It might not just be solely your SHBG levels. Ah, here, another one. Go, go hearts. More on the high day T4 question. I got, uh, I pretty much eat the vertical diet on your high day, I guess. Electrolyte balance and doing 18,000 steps a day and two times 20, minute cardio, uh, 20 minutes cardio. Uh, that's per week. Um, it sounds like you need a diet break. If you're not, if you're not uh, losing fat this way, if you're stalling on 2,500 calories, I think it's just time to throw in the towel, do a little bit of a diet break, right? We have many diets during the off season two weeks, three weeks to restore insulin sensitivity, reduce glycogen levels, um, improve hunger again. And you can do the same thing when you're dieting chronically. You have a diet break of two to three, two to three weeks, maybe even four weeks, where every week you increase your calories with 10%. It will not make you fat. It will just make you stronger, fill out your muscle tissue. You don't have to do a high day because now you're spacing out this high day, this caloric intake over the week. And then every week your calories go up. So 2,500 calories goes to 2,750 calories. Then uh, let's say 3,100 calories, then 3,400 or 500 calories. And then if you need to, 3,800 calories from week to week. You don't do any high days. You don't do any refeeds. You keep the cardio the same. You keep your steps the same. You're just increasing your food intake. And then you go right back uh, in the step-by-step -step fashion. So you go 2,500 to 2,750 to uh 3100 to 3500 to 3800 and then you go the same steps back and by the time you hit 2500 you'll be leaner and the fat loss will stay sustained right? and by the time you hit 2500 calories you can reintroduce the high days again i think that will work it might take like three to six weeks but you'll feel better uh, because yeah i'm sure any alternative to statin just diet it's fucking cold in here, dude. Jesus. All right. Hopefully, they'll fix it. Any alternatives to statins? Just diets. It was ruining my energy and libido. I have a positive CAC score. Sub Steve. Okay, so uh, I'm not a doctor. And if you have a positive CAC score, you should listen to your doctor. 
um, I'm not medically able to uh, give you advice to reduce your CAC score. And if you've got a statin prescribed, um, then I would go that route. Personally, this is not medical advice. Personally, if my CAC score was elevated, I would megadose vitamin D3 and vitamin K and look into seropeptase, natokinase, and lumbro, uh, lumbrokinase to potentially lower this uh, calcium that has been building up in my arteries over time. Um, I might switch the statin to azetamibe to promote cholesterol excretion and inhibit cholesterol absorption in the intestinal tract. This is what I would do. And I hope you understand what I'm getting at. John Jones. Is it John Jones or Guy? Oh, it might be, it might be John Jones. All right, anyway. Great question. I know you've covered this before, but I can't find a video. What's the maximum duration of BPC-157 and TB-500 can be run for? Um, until you get cancer? <laughs> no, but it does cause angiogenesis. And of course, you know, if you have pre-existing cancer, it will grow faster, but it doesn't cause cancer. So let's put that to rest. Um, you can run it as long as you need for your injuries to be recovered. But sometimes you have lag time. So let's say you run TB-500, BPC-157, for four to six weeks and it doesn't really fix it so you're like fuck this doesn't work and then suddenly four to six weeks later so uh let's say 12 weeks from starting this protocol um let's say double the time that you're running the protocol suddenly it feels better and you're like wait a minute i i didn't even need it but it's in reality it's the um you know the angiogenesis and the recovery and the reducing of the inflammation that was happening while the bpc 157 and the db 500 was working at one milligram dosages intramuscularly as close to the problematic area as you can get you ran it for four to six weeks it has some lifetime in recovery but the angiogenesis that took place remains and now all of the nutrients are coming in all the nutrients are coming in to recover the injury but that takes another four to six weeks so uh, that will be my suggestion four to six weeks maybe eight weeks if it doesn't work it's more than long enough for you to have sufficient angiogenesis for improved nutrient partitioning and nutrient delivery i would say for the injury to um heal itself over time yeah all right what do you think about Dr. Todd's and Primo uh, as an AI and mass as a serum? Yeah, very interesting. It was a very good video to watch. I'll get uh, Kurt Havens on here next week and we'll surely discuss it. Uh, 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 uh. Let's see. Now you guys are uh, going nuts in the, in the chat, I see. Ever tried DNP? Yes, I have. I have videos about this too. Uh, DNP, not even once. <laughs> oh, here we go. Uh, check bounce, Steve and everyone, late in. I hope everybody is doing well. Did you get a chance to watch Watchmen? So I last time you mentioned this, right? I, I, I was like, there's a Watchmen series, but I actually watched it. <laughs> the first two episodes. <laughs> it was fucking trash. <laughs> that's why i didn't i totally forgot about it <laughs> so i watched like episode one and two and i'm like what the fuck is this about this is so fucking bullshit woke uh you know trying to appease uh fucking uh, bullshit people uh, the snowflakes on the planet so i uh I, uh, I i i didn't watch anymore so um yeah i might watch the watchman movie but the, the series i mean they call it woke man for a reason dude 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm happy with the Gen V based on the boys. That one is nice and um, uh, gruesome. That one is fun. And I'm enjoying uh, Star Trek. Uh, oh, what's that animated, animated series called? Uh, oh, Lower Decks. Star Trek Lower Decks, even though uh, everybody has been promoted. So it's no longer Lower Decks. They all have their own quarters now. That one is hilarious. And what else am I watching? Uh, Loki just started, but I'm watching Loki Series 1 first as a refresher. And I think that's about it. Yeah, when is Dune out in the cinema? I, I was, I, today I was looking for uh, movies to watch in America, but I don't think anything cool is in America. At least last year I got to watch Avatar. That was fucking epic. Watching Avatar in a laser uh, cinema. The AMC Theater in Las Vegas. Oh, man. I wish I had a microdose, but I did it. Too bad. All right, where are we? Chris, Upperco, Steve, following up on my SHBG libido question. My prolactin is on the higher end, 13.6. Uh, my answer dial is 32.6. Uh, test 826, free test. Okay, so yeah, it's definitely an SHBG issue. Uh, prolactin is a little bit high, but not too high. Uh, you can look into L-dopamine, oh, not L-dopamine. Steve, fuck me. Uh, <laughs> 100 to 200 milligrams, even 300 milligrams of vitamin B6, P5P in combination with 500 milligrams to 1,000 milligrams L-tyrosine or let's say 400 milligrams to 800 milligrams L-dopa coming from Forskolin, uh, Forskoli uh, extract uh, to increase your prolactin levels, which will lower your, uh, to increase your dopamine levels to lower your prolactin. It's time to throw in the towel already. It's been a long day. Um, so that, <laughs> I tried to decipher that. Uh, to bring your dopamine levels up, lowering your prolactin levels. And then uh, I think the best results you're going to get are from uh, introducing Proviron after you've gone to daily micro-administrations on your uh, TRT protocol. Yeah, I think that is the way. June was postponed until May to... What? Fuck, man. Uh, oh, yeah, I saw the creator. The creator was fun. Yeah, the creator, even though it felt like a five-hour move, and actually it was a five-hour cut, squeezed into a two-hour and 30-minute cut. Fuck, man, it's postponed. Well, better be good. First one was great. First one was great, so I can wait. I, I, I've patiently waited for all the Zelda games, so I can patiently wait for June 2, and it better be a third part um you know going into um you know the, the the god emperor and that kind of shit that i would like to see in the movie format all right well let's see jason koch eth prediction after the halving of 2025 uh i think the halving event is next year dude 2024 um i'm not holding any eth right now i think it's going to go down um Based on uh, the ETH uh, Bitcoin valuation, I think ETH is uh, just going to go down and down and down until the halving, and then slowly it's going to go up. But Bitcoin will go up first, then ETH will go up, and then uh, altcoins will go up, and then ETH will come up quickly, and then B uh, Bitcoin will come up quickly, and then everything is going to crash until uh, what 0 0.618 Fibonacci? Oh no, one one six one uh, one six one eight. Fibonacci level and then we're going to buy back in so price predictions um 
I don't know, man. It, it, you know, Bitcoin moons at one point or stagnates and then uh, Ethereum will go up. And if you want to buy Ethereum after that, that's usually a good time because, you know, you have to go with the fastest appreciating asset and that will be Bitcoin in the beginning of the bull run and maybe some uh, altcoins, but always risky. So price predictions. Uh, well, I have to pull up my charts, right? I don't know. I have no idea, man. Maybe maybe four thousand, five thousand dollars per ETH, which is uh, great considering the price it is now. But I don't, I think ETH is going to go lower. <laughs> I think Bitcoin is going to go lower also. But I could be mistaken, right? You do what the market tells you, uh, not what your emotions tell you. How are the cats? The cats are going great. I'm spending a lot of time with them because I will not see them for a whole month. So if there's lack of videos, my sincere apologies. I'm spending time with my cats. Thank you very much. Uncommon Charlie. I've been prescribed guanfacine for a, a, a attention deficit disorder, but wondering if I can use it in place of nabivalol propanolol. It selectively antagonizes the alpha-2 receptor. Yeah, so um, it will reduce your blood pressure, from my experience and the research that I've done. It will include guanfacine in the uh, deep dive uh, entrepreneur nootropic stack part three part two will be the um you know over-the-counter supplements to increase uh, particular neurotransmitters and get uh, beneficial effects out of that and then in second and the third part will go into the nootropics and the peds or the the, the cognitive enhancing drugs like the uh ceds yeah cognitive yeah ceds so that will part three well we'll discuss guanfacine but yeah it's known to reduce your blood pressure so um can it be re a replacement for an propanol? probably not right so maybe run a for a certain period of time to get a um, you know some sort of diary on your blood pressure ma uh, measurements then take the bivalol out for five days and then so it's completely metabolized and then you start the guanfacine whatever dose they prescribe to you and then see how much of a difference regarding blood pressure management you get and then see if you need to add in the bivalol to bring that down at maybe half the dose. Yeah. Okay. Hey, my doctor has opened his books, message you on Instagram. Oh, okay, cool. Cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll check that out. I'll let you know. Awesome. Yeah, if you know, you know. But that's between me and Heart Fork Crypto. It rhymes, so it must be true. Uh, how's the front double today? <laughs> oh, here it is. I can't take these sleeves off. It's too long. Anyway, stay tuned for upcoming videos next week with uh, no sleeves. Uh, Mut Mutari Mutar, well, whatever. Mutar. Elon Musk. Thanks for the advices last week regarding Cialis and Superdrill. All right, I'm on Superdrill for a week now, and damn, this shit is amazing. Thank you, Steve. Yeah. And then by day 10 to 14, you're like, Holy fucking shit, I feel like ass. <laughs> my central nervous system is shot from all the PRs. And my digestion is shot from all the liver stress. And um, yeah, but I'm still going to slap on another two or three days just for the sake of it. So stay tuned. Um, it will all be downhill from this point onwards. <laughs> Man, I miss those super draw pumps. I remember the first time I, I ran super draw and then I was doing bicep curls. And I'm like, this is not heavy enough. So I grabbed the 20 kilos and I was like, this is 45 pounds. Like, this is not heavy enough. I grabbed the 25. And then I grabbed the 30 kilos. 
like holy shit when is this gonna end and the next day my joints were so sore so tender couldn't even jerk off oh, yeah no you get the picture they were sore right and i was inhibited to do leisure activity yeah i was, still, was i yeah i think i was single at the time it was before i met my wife yeah uh, no faps occurred after met, meeting my wife because she's uh, always ready when i am hey steve i was wondering that uh, if you already have some gynecomastia and need surgery me uh yeah i need surgery too uh would any kind of steroid cycle conservative 200 milligrams test and 200 deca make the gyno worse uh yeah yeah if you don't use an aromatized inhibitor then i think 200 milligrams of test and 200 deca um will grow your gyno even further and if it's not sufficient like if you want to grow all the gynecomastia tissue this is the way to do it 350 test 350 deca uh 25 milligrams and then uh no uh, 25 milligrams of anadrol per day and um orally so i can uh, metabolize and then uh two to four i use a growth hormone which can also interact with the prolactin receptor this can this run for like three months grow all the gano it can possibly grow then come off run uh, a little bit of nolvidex to kind of bring the inflammation down and then a month later uh, this is what i wanted to do but i didn't get to it because i'm scared of the surgeons here and clotting risks scary during these times so please uh, be careful you know doing uh, invasive surgeries nowadays um so anyway that's what i would do i would lead the inflammation and the you know the the nandrolone and the excess estrogen and the prolactin and the growth hormone kind of metabolize from the system then the surgeon can have a good look of what the actual tissue is and not this excess water retention and inflammation that might occur around the nipple area and then he can take everything out right you might need to do some liposuction around the area because if the gynecomastia tissue has grown substantially and you're a little bit chunky a little bit fat then of course you will create an indentation so i talked with the best gynosurgeon here in thailand um the surgeon was a uh, surgery was going to be quite steep and I didn't really have faith in the, the lick surgeon, so I decided to postpone it because it's cosmetic surgery. I don't need to do it. Uh, it's not life-threatening. All right. Indominable super hottie. <laughs> Doctor prescribed um, Biest. What is that? 20, 22 milligrams progesterone. I guess it's a brand name uh 22 milligrams progesterone 200 milligrams testosterone uh oh, what a beast by estrogen can you can you reformulate this protocol because i'm not sure if you're running 200 milligrams test or seven milligrams testosterone test cream right um before i read any further so uh super hottie please uh, specify yeah is it for hottie's mom any thoughts uh, i'm when can we expect a cookie cutter female hrt protocol ebook i don't expect it because ebooks get plagiarized so if i ever do a female hrt video it will be behind the paywall here on youtube in the membership section um and i'm willing to make that if i exceed a hundred members of women and otherwise it'd be useless right so there's a lot of other stuff i want to get out of the way first so this is very low on the priority list uh please um Oh, by by estrogen cream, by estrogen. So that's what uh, estradiol and esterone. All right, let's interpret it that way. Okay, so doctor prescribed by estrogen cream, 
22 milligrams, both esterone and estradiol. Progesterone, 200 milligrams per day. That's way too high. I would reduce that to 10 milligrams and build up as needed. And then 70 milligrams testosterone cream. Is that daily? That's a fuckload. Start with 25 milligrams DHEA and take it from there. Yeah, 25 milligrams DHEA. That's what I would recommend any elderly women that is postmenopausal. You don't have to go with this insane protocol. It sounds way too high to me from all the research that I've done. Um, 25 milligrams DHEA will put, put most hottie moms uh, into the hottie zone, at least sexually. And you can always go with like, you know, a compounded injectable one to two milligram testosterone administration once or twice per week. Seven milligram cream, you're never really sure how much, you, you know, you would absorb. You would have to do frequent blood work, but even this much estradiol um, topically and this much progesterone sounds like a nightmare. But, you know, I'm not that familiar with female hormone replacement therapy. Um, and I will be up until the point I do a video about it, which is uh, very low on the priority list. To be honest guys i'm gonna throw in the towel so no more super chats no more super chats there you go i'm uh, getting a little bit tired yeah so this was the last super chat that we added don't do anything after this um let's see after uh this week so as a quick reminder for the 100 people that are here uh this will be the last vigorous q a from bangkok thailand next week i'm in china don't expect any um a live stream then because i'll be uh, hanging out boozing with my buddy so there will be no uh, a, a live stream and um let's see then the weeks after that uh, i'll be in the united states with sporadic live streams i'll inform you guys on uh, instagram and youtube because um right i'm not really sure what i'm doing over the weekend if i have collaborations in two weeks there will be the swiss symposium which is on saturday so i'll probably be dead tired after running around the entire day doing uh you know the seminar duty and meeting people and doing content with merrick health and and other people so next weekend uh no vigorous q a then the weekend after that probably on sunday but i can't guarantee it and then after that sporadically based on availability internet connection in the hotel rooms and um you know just when it's convenient and marathon man uh, I switched my Blue Yeti mic for the internal microphone because I only have two USB outlets on this new laptop. And, oh, where, where is it here? And um, there's no more room for the Blue Yeti mic, which sucks. Anyway, so we're using the internal microphone. Well, I do some vlogging um, on America. Yes, I'll do my absolute best. In Japan, I didn't really get a chance because I was just hanging out with my buddy and we're doing double dates left and right. And uh, most of the discussions were not fit for YouTube. Uh, because we're some cynical old bastards <laughs> but i will definitely do some vlogging when i go to china and the u.s um so let's uh, let's wrap up the the, the live stream here we've been uh, going on for two hours and i think that's long enough so thank you guys so much for joining in we'll see you um fingers crossed in two weeks and otherwise i'll do my absolute best to um be here on youtube with inspiratic impromptu live streams when uh, time permits enjoy your weekends see you guys soon plenty of content dropping next week and the week after because i pre-recorded a lot of content for you guys and then uh oh, if i disappear from the internet for two weeks then just give me my fucking holiday i think i deserve it <laughs> peace out guys see you soon take care